Don't mind me. They'll, they'll they'll shoot him in a couple. They'll shoot him dead in a couple minutes, and then it'll all will be back to normal. podcast uh this is level 157 i think uh uh <laughs> believe it or not we are watching e3 2018 part one i am your host tonight uh derek cranavelt with me today we actually have a new special guest you may remember him from such episodes as we're sorry jake we'll get you your prize soon it's actually my friend jake who uh has been here with me watching e3 press conferences all day how are you doing jake uh, i'm doing pretty good thanks so much for having me no nope. pleasure to be here long time Casual listener, sometimes first time podcaster. Yes, <laughs> uh, and uh, we're also joined by the uh, classic Josh, Josh, Josh Jackson. Yes, uh, sir. As classic as it gets. Classic as it gets. How you doing, Josh? I'm good. Long Have day. A, yeah, long day. Yeah. At, at this point, it's just spent complaining about work than actually working. <laughs> We've had a long day, mostly complaining about video games. Actually, not not a lot of complaining, but some complaining. Yeah, video games are terrible. <laughs> and that's what we're here like, to talk I don't know about. Why, I don't know why we waste your time. I don't know why we all waste our time. I know, right? Well, when we were talking, like, I feel like we just buy more games than we play at this point, and, like, that's probably a bad thing. What could we be doing with our lives? It's a desperate attempt to feel... It's a desperate attempt to hold on to our youth. <laughs> he knows. <laughs> to, to fill that hole that left us when our youth did, and, uh, <laughs> you know, trying to fill it with loot boxes and keep pulling random crap that I can't use, so... Yeah. Uh, anyways, we are here to talk about uh, E3, which is in, I'm going to say in full swing, even though technically E3 doesn't start until Tuesday. Press conference day one is here. E3 jumped the gun a little bit, was a little bit premature with their press conference. Uh, but yeah, a b- bunch of press conferences today. We've got even more press conferences tomorrow, but uh, tonight being Sunday night, why don't we just jump into things? All right. Sounds good. Does that sound good? Does that sound good? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So first up. We watched uh, EA's press conference. Uh, it was part of EA. What do they call it? EA Play, which they've been running for three years. It's somewhere else, I think. It's not in the general E3 area, um, but it's like they've noted it as basically like a three-day celebration of all things, uh, all things micro- microtransactions and uh, that sort of good stuff. But they had a an interesting press conference. You could say <laughs> interesting is a good word for it. Oh, it was. It was almost as cringy as this podcast can be. Uh, <laughs> it was like it was it was pretty messy. They what did, how did they even open? I don't know. It's weird because like I haven't watched it yet. I just like been reading up on the news and the bullet points. But yeah, like some of the news that came out was really good. I thought so. Then it was like once I was reading a lot of the feedback and saying it's like the worst EA conference or E three conference ever. I was, I'm kind of, I'll look to you guys to explain what was so bad about it. Cause on paper, I thought it looked pretty good from a third party one. And I'm staring at a paper right now, which has all of the, all of the announcements. And I don't disagree that there were a lot of interesting and unique and exciting announcements made at the convention or at the conference. But it was like right down to the, they had this like host and, and I think she's famous somehow, but I didn't recognize her, but <laughs> she was cringy in like, I don't know if it was just her delivery of the lines that were being fed or it was just the lines themselves that were terrible. 
Uh, was she the one that was like hashtagging all over the place and stuff like that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, she had a bunch of like weird like 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 it was like a hashtag look at the camera moments type thing and it was just terrible and then there was one moment probably like pretty exciting announcement as far as it came um in that she was talking uh talking to one of the guys from respawn who was just sitting in the audience and both her and the dude from respawn were super awkward in this moment um basically the dude from respawn's like yeah we're working on a star wars game that's story based i think single player they didn't really detail that but uh it was just so like like it was one of the worst moments of my life probably. <laughs> I've, I've had some bad moments, and that was probably like number two or three. So they noted new new game from Respawn, who's a fantastic uh, fantastic developer. It's called Jedi Fallen Order. Um, you will play as a Jedi in the game. It takes place during the dark times, which uh, the Jedi are being hunted at this point. And then after the Respawn guy explained kind of when it was set and and what was going to be happening in the game the girl again asked she's like well when when was it and then he kind of looked at her weird and was like well it's between episodes three and four and it was clear that she didn't belong at that moment (laughs) if it wasn't clear before anyways she was like are you Um, gonna get to run into captain spock or at any point (laughs) (laughs) do you see any stargates in this uh in this in this new game (laughs) Yeah, no, they and they, there was a couple of interesting moments too. Like they talked about Battlefront Two, which I feel like every time I see footage for that game, I want to try it more and more and more. Even though the, I mean, all of the bad press at the beginning very much turned me off from it. They, the, the guy that was talking about it, noted, you know, he noted right at the beginning that Battlefront had a rough start, and I think that's putting it pretty lightly, but it had a rough start. They're committed to improving it. They are adding a bunch of new content and all that sort of stuff, and it was it was pretty cool. I don't know. Well, Jake, Jake, what do you think the best, what was your, what was the worst moment of this conference for you? And what do you think the best announcement was? Um, I'm probably going to have to say the worst part was definitely the Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, I think that was Vincent Pella she was talking yes. to. Yes, from, yes, it was. Uh, yeah. Respond. Is he the head? Yeah, okay. pretty sure. Um, that was, that was pretty awkward. I think I would probably have to say the best of conference would have been Anthem. Um, but mm. I mean, on the whole, all of their content was really good. Mm-hmm. It was the the actual conference stuff that was kind of crazy. The presentation was awful. Yeah, the yeah. presentation. Yeah. yeah, had they just gone, and we'll talk about Microsoft in a moment, but had they just gone more similar to Microsoft, which had talking points here and there, but was very largely trailer after trailer after trailer after trailer. It was basically a, hey, you say we don't have games, here's all the games you can play on our console uh, show. But I... Yeah, Anthem looked awesome. Anthem... Yeah. Anthem is really exciting, and I feel like Anthem is it, it is also one of those games where I could see it being like I'm so excited for it. I haven't played a ton of the bio, like played through anyways a ton of the Bioware stuff, but what I have I've loved. But it's one of those things that it could be a destiny, like it, it, it at points and at times and and at moments of the the gameplay that we trailer that we saw or the gameplay preview that we saw of it, it had some destiny feels. In terms of and and, I, and it's just one of those things where I don't know. There's still a lot of questions to be answered, and Destiny is not something that I, I fell out of very very quickly. Um, though you know, other people that are oft, often on this podcast or people that I talk to in my day to day life have put a thousand hours into that game as well. And so I guess it's I mean it's a very popular series. Um, EA would do well to try to mimic that that popularity, but oh, it looks freaking gorgeous though. That game looks insane. The Frostbite engine is pretty wonderful. 
Yeah, I feel like for they, they announced a release date for it, um, which was February twenty like, second, I believe, of twenty nineteen, which is also the same day as the big PlayStation exclusive Days Gone uh, that will also release on that day. Yeah, but I feel like we haven't seen a whole lot of gameplay for a game that's coming out in what six eight months. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And what kind of game? Like, what kind of game is this? Because like back in the original Xbox era, like uh, Bioware would have been on my short list of like favorite developers of all time. And just over the last couple of years, I've completely just fallen out of their products because their last couple of games have just been so disappointing that they put me off completely. And I haven't really been following Anthem too much, but everything I'm reading makes it sound like it's like a Destiny style game, kind of like how you guys have been mentioning Destiny. So like they're they're known for like RPG style games. So what, if any kind of like rpg element is in this or is it just more of a straightforward destiny style shooter like online shooter it's a good that's a good question so in the gameplay that we saw today they didn't show off a lot of those rpg elements i don't really aside from talking about how you could customize your suit which is called a javelin in this game aside from talking about how you could customize that i don't think they really went very deep into equipment or anything like that at all aside from noting that um there are they they noted no loot boxes uh they noted no gameplay related microtransactions so nothing that could give you an advantage in the game anything that you're buying will be purely cosmetic so i mean obviously you'll have the ability to equip things and equip skins but is it something beyond that i think that still remains to be seen one of the things that i thought was really interesting excuse me i've got the hiccups uh one of the things i thought really that was really interesting is that they noted that you know maybe today you're feeling like playing one way and then the next day you're playing feeling like playing another way a lot of these games where you're they're squad based or whatever or i mean rpgs and 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 the like you're often stuck in one job or one one type of character one role um and and in this they kind of noted a few times i think during the presentation that like you can jump in and out of suits as you like so you can be the tank at one point or you can be the support at one point and everything like that which I think is really cool because I, I remember what the, the, the brief period that I did and going back to Destiny again, but the brief points that I played Destiny 4, I was playing as one type of character. And, and as soon as you've leveled up a bunch in that character, like, you know, knowing how much I typically will play a game, I'm not going to go start that whole thing again just so I can right. try a different play style. Um, and this game seemed to really welcome that. And I think that's not something you see a lot of, um, which I thought was pretty cool, actually. Uh, yeah, so they also noted... Um, it is a they're trying to merge like a Bioware style story uh, with this big open world open world multiplayer game, noting that the world itself would be shared, but things like bases um, are still the single player. So it kind of sounds like instance based. You'll go into kind of community based areas, but there are also chunks of the game that will be just yourself uh, in the world type thing. Yeah, I don't know. I it's one of those games that I feel like. Everything that I've seen so far, I've thought is really interesting and I've really been excited for. I think they still have a lot to show. Half of I've, half of that the, that piece of the conference itself was them talking, showing concept art and stuff like that, which is really interesting. So is it something where there's still a lot of work to do on the game itself? Or is it something where they're just trying to keep as much of it hidden as possible until it gets closer to release date? It's hard to say at this point, but I think that was probably the most exciting like like jake said most probably the most exciting point for him probably the most exciting point for me as well there was some other really cool and really cute stuff though as well um they announced unravel 2 unravel came out a year a couple of years ago and it was super cute they've actually added a second character second yarn character in this one and the full game is playable in co-op as well 
which is really cool. Uh, my fiance, Michaela was, uh, watching that conference with us as well. And she looked absolutely stoked for this game. And it looks like a perfect like couch co-op opportunity, but you can also play it by yourself as well, which is really, really neat. They had EA also showed off. Of course, they launched the EA Originals sub-brand last year with A Way mm-hmm. Out, which I've been talking about on the podcast a bunch. And they revealed another game by uh, this really, really passionate-sounding de- developer, um, the, the kind of the main writer of the game up on stage. And it almost looked like she was going to cry with how excited she was, which was really uh, heartwarming, I thought. But it was a game called Sea of Solitude, which you know, sounds like it's largely about like loneliness and, and kind of the monster that loneliness can turn you into and, and everything like that. But um, this gorgeous kind of really artsy cell shaded world didn't see a lot about how the game will actually play itself, but it was really, really freaking adorable. Uh, one addendum I would like to make is uh, the worst part of the conference was not, <laughs> was not uh, the Star Wars uh, Fallen Jedi uh, thing, but was the new Command and Conquer uh-huh. game, Command and Conquer Rivals which is a mobile strategy game, question mark. And they shoutcasted over it. What is shoutcast? What does that mean? Uh, that's just what the note says. Um, <laughs> uh, they had a couple of guys playing it on mm-hmm. stage. And then I guess they had... Like, that, a, that was a cringy moment itself as they were like, oh, yeah. we are going to welcome these, like, like they announced this game. They had some guy from Redwood, which I thought, I didn't think Redwood still existed, but they mentioned it. Um announced that this game was coming out said that okay we're gonna do a live demo of it on stage today featuring these two super famous like live streamers or something and then these two dudes came out and like i don't think anybody had any idea who they were because nobody was like clapping or anything and it just looked super awkward yeah what did you think of the game itself it looked like a fun little diversion i mean but at the same time this is command and conquer and it's got a pedigree and you've sat on it for what a decade now wasn't the last game bad though too uh generals Zero was Generals the last one? I think so. Was there a bad one before that? I remember a bad one. That's going to come before. That was bad. Maybe it's been know. a long time. It has been a long but, time. I mean, to to bring a, a franchise, a classic franchise like that, back with you know a little mobile game. Mm-hmm. I feel, and I feel like what I saw, like that game, I, the game looked fun. Yeah, it was and cool. I, I will. I have a really hard time with mobile games. I will download it. I will play it like nothing else exists for like 24 to 48 hours. And then I will literally never open it again. I feel like I can't wait to do that with this game. Yeah. Like yeah. it looked like fun. It looked like fun, but yeah, you're right. It kind of was a like, like it's one of those things where something like, like for instance, as we, like we were talking about last week, Josh with Pokemon, let's go. And, right. <clears throat> and the new RPG coming out in 2019, like, like, like Pokemon, let's go existing. Doesn't take away from that other game. Like that, it doesn't it's not going to affect the release date it's not going to affect the content it's just like a side project until we can actually play that other one this is command Mm -hmm. and conquer now there is no other command and conquer as far as we know um and it's like a free-to-play mobile game and apparently like oh they it's pre-alpha right now and if you have an android phone you can download and play that pre-alpha right away i think either they've been through it from people who have played it or it's been data mined already or something but jake you were mentioning it seems very pay to win based yeah, on there, there were some mentions on, on the reddit thread about it um but i don't have anything concrete to say about yeah it. which i feel like i don't know like a one it looks like a, it's like a one verse one game like that looks like the only mode as far as mm-hmm. i know so how are you how are you introducing those elements with this when it looked i mean it looked very even and balanced from what we saw but obviously it was probably meant to it was a demo it was probably meant to be like that of the mobile games that we've gotten so far at uh, <laughs> now am i wrong to, am i remembering incorrectly what i could swear that the command and conquer developers got um like disbanded a few years ago 
I, th- yeah. I thought yeah. so too, Westwood but they is dead. but they mentioned West this guy from Westwood Studios from Redwood Redwood ah uh, they're different oh, okay uh, but same 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 different same. color I mean, same I wood. thought they were the same until they, you just I'm pretty sure they're different that. yeah, yeah. were there any were there any other like like you having gone through the announcements at this point Josh were there any other titles that you were thought sounded interesting or anything like that anything from EA well, you're like, yeah New Madden New Madden like, on PC Madden on PC first time in ten years oh that's actually pretty interesting um. But yeah, I just mostly the respawn Star Wars game. Like after, after. Well, and it, that was it was so clunky though too. It was no no logo, no trailer, no nothing. Just I, I don't know if Vince yeah. knew it was coming. Like, <laughs> like it was like he was just he was just there watching, and then like, oh yeah, you're gonna talk about this. But yeah, like I mean, I haven't seen the footage. I don't even know if there was any. No, but, there wasn't. No, there was nothing. But just knowing, like after playing Titanfall two, like I love Titanfall one, but I can only get so much out of an online only game. That then Titanfall 2, I thought, was absolutely phenomenal, especially with the way that its story mode was handled. So having them have like a full-fledged like Star Wars game that where they have com- the control over creating something completely new in that universe, I think that's a really, really big opportunity to do something amazing. And it'll really make up for all those Star Wars games that got canceled over the last couple of years that people <laughs> were excited about. I'm still mad about 1313. Yeah. So I feel like this is a really good opportunity to kind of make up for that. Not outside of that, though, nothing terribly surprising. Uh, most of this we either knew about already going into it, or it's not anything that I particularly care about. Like, yeah, I don't need yeah, any of the sports game. I don't need any of the right. sports games. Anthem confuses me, like we were just talking about. I don't know if it's a Bioware game or a Destiny clone or a mix of both. Yeah, Solitude sounds really interesting. Um, Unravel Two, I'm excited for that because there's fewer and fewer like couch co-op games it seems mm-hmm. so in more of those mm-hmm. and like the the that's and that's sorry to interrupt you that's two in the last little while that are from ea yeah. which is really interesting mm-hmm. like both unravel 2 and then and then a way out just a few months ago yeah. um, and unravel 2 is available today it came out today right after the convention yesterday. right after the conference yeah yesterday yeah yesterday right after the convention conference sorry they uh made it available so and then like i guess the only real question that i have is looking at all these like ea cloud stream service origin access premiere all that does mm-hmm. that have anything that is that going to have any effect on uh the ea access membership that's on xbox one exclusively right now and is any of this going to override that so it doesn't sound like it so this this was a pretty cool announcement i thought as i mean anyone that listens know i'm a pretty huge fan of things like game pass um you know I, i'm a big fan of let me pay a little bit for a month and get a bunch of shit that I'm never going to touch like Netflix and like Crave TV and, and like uh, Xbox game pass. Uh, but yay uh, announced they it's only PC right now. Uh, actually it's not even now it's launching, launching soon. They noted, but EA access premier, uh, which is a, a, a better membership than the standard EA access or origin access. I guess it is on the PC side of things, but it's not getting, it doesn't sound like they're getting rid of the other service, the other service with the trials, um, with the vault games that you can play as much as you want. Um, but basically with the premier service, you're looking at paying, I think it was $15 a month or about a hundred dollars a year, new games. It's like a game pass type thing. They had a bunch of third party titles on there as well that were like in their vault. Um, so you could play them as much as you want along with all of those old EA games. Um, but instead of being able to play a trial of a game, um, a few days or, or a week or so before it comes out, like they do at the standard access, you actually get that full game 
earlier than anyone else. You can play it as much as you want, even after it releases. It, it, you know, you play it as long as you have a subscription. So I feel like for people that you know, like I know, I know a lot of people that are really into the EA sports games, and they buy. You know, I don't know how many EA has right now, but they're buying four or five or six of these sports games every year. Let alone any other games that EA might be coming out with. But this seems like a really tailor-made service for those people because, you know, you're paying $100 a year, which is about as much as buying two of those games, but you always have the latest edition. You also have the other games EA is coming out with. You also have those games earlier than anyone else. Um, I feel like it's a really smart uh, addition to that um, platform. I love that they're not getting rid of the other service. I love that they're keeping that around because that $30 a year for EA Access, I think is one of the best deals in gaming. And and that hasn't changed with the addition of this new platform, uh, this new higher tiered service. So, um, so, you know, I think it's really cool. The cloud stuff, they didn't really talk about a lot, except that they were noting that they wanted to kind of bring the power to play a lot of EA's games across a lot of other devices that may not be able to run them otherwise. They said they were going to be demoing it at EA Play this week, but that that's, you know, it wasn't ready for primetime quite yet. But stuff like that excites me too. I was a big, I, I was a subscriber to things like cloud on a long time ago, which I thought were pretty neat. It was letting me play, you know, things like, like the, uh, that not, not the most recent, but the previous, uh, Deus Ex game, like on a MacBook air at the time that I wouldn't have had a way to play otherwise, stuff like that. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. Pretty It, it was interesting because yeah, just like Jake said, it was a bad conference, but a lot of cool announcements within there. Um, no skate four. I, I was pretty stoked on. It seemed like it was all but confirmed. It's just, I mean, so many big rumors over the past uh, over the past week or so. I mean, things weird things too, like the skate three servers randomly coming back online, including everyone's content that they had created still being there. Uh, new trademarks being uh, registered, um, but no announcement. There's uh, always Gamescom. There's always Gamescom. Um, yeah, no, that's EA. That's EA. Did you have any other thoughts on EA at all, Jake? Mm, or no, that's pretty much it. Like just looking down the list and reading up on the things I did read up on before we came in. Like I said, outside of Star Wars, like there's a lot of like solid, interesting things. But the thing about it is that with E3, it's hard to get that excited about third party conferences as a whole, because usually even the third parties save their biggest stuff for one of the big three conferences. So it's like true. Yeah. So yeah, like true. EA's showing was better than I expected it to be, but I'm still not exactly blown away either. And I'm kind of expecting more to come out once Sony or uh Nintendo to a lesser extent, but especially when Sony has theirs. Mm -hmm. Just, uh, just don't watch EA's conference itself, though, or you'll feel much worse okay. about the whole thing. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like immediately following it, my opinion was at its lowest, and then it was kind of breaking down or thinking about the games throughout the day. Like once you separated, you know, separate the the content from the presentation itself, I felt better about the content singularly. Aside from, I mean, everyone's hating on Command and Conquer Rivals. I think it looks like an interesting mobile strategy game, but yeah, putting that Command and Conquer name on it, it doesn't feel like a Command and Conquer game. Um, oh, there was something to Total Biscuits' wife. I don't know if you saw her tweet at all, but she said something about that she was glad that her husband wasn't around to see what they did to Command and Conquer or something oh, like that. Like <laughs> it was fucking brutal. Yeah, um, yeah, no, it was pretty insane. Next up, first con first conference of today was the Microsoft press conference. And we we were joking all morning about them, you know, like the the la last year's press conference. I just remember it being bullshit, and they spent like so long talking, like reveal, you know, revealing the first production model of X car, so that they could talk about like 
DLC and whatever. And, and they spent so long, like revealing shit on stage that didn't matter or didn't have anything to do with games. Um, but this year, but this year, this year, yeah. this year, they talked about games, games like an hour and, a half. and only games for like an hour and a half. Um, a couple of interesting tidbits before jumping into the, the stuff that they did, did detail. I thought it was interesting that aside from I, like, I feel like looking at, I mean, looking at the libraries of the Xbox one versus the PS4, it's obvious that the PS4 has had a much better couple of years. Um, I, I, you were just saying on the E3 preview show on the main Geekscape, uh, Geekscape feed, that um, um, you think that you thought that was interesting because for the first few years, Microsoft had a distinct advantage in terms of the games coming to the console. And um, now that's been turned absolutely on its head, which I think is so true and and, and um, so easy to see at this point, especially like looking at the last three months of releases for on PlayStation and on, uh, on, on Xbox one. Um, but the one kind of con- advantage they have is, is if they're going to be, if they're going to be talking about all of these awesome third-party games and everything like that, a lot of which are getting uh, both PS4 Pro but also Xbox One X enhancements, like I feel like their one big competitive competitive advantage is the Xbox One X is is more powerful and and not in an insignificant amount. Like it's significantly more powerful than the PS4 Pro. Um, so if these third-party games are getting an Xbox One X patch, typically that is much better looking than it is on the PS4 Pro. And so to not really talk about that at all, to not talk about that advantage, to just have the little 4K or HDR tag at the bottom of the trailer, I thought that was interesting. Um, because aside from those little tags, like you almost wouldn't even know there were multiple options for the console itself. So I thought that was interesting. I thought that they could have gone into that a little bit more. Yeah. Do you think they were trying to avoid talking too much about technical things since they've been criticized about not talking enough about games over the last couple of years? That is, I don't know. I don't know. Cause I feel like it is, I feel like at the same time, like they're still in a point where they did announce a bunch of interesting exclusives. Um, but most of what we saw was still third party games. Yeah. But if that game looks better on an Xbox one X, like why not say it? Um, I think they wanted to just let the game speak for themselves for sure. And I think a lot of them did. That's true. That's mm-hmm. a good point. Um, yeah, we opened and actually one thing I wanted to note. Yeah. So we, one thing I wanted to note as well, I'm noting a lot of things. I'm that's okay. Realizing. A lot of notes. Um, really interesting we were watching one thing microsoft is doing which is i think is pretty cool is aside from sony and aside from nintendo they're showing all of the press conferences on mixer um and microsoft's conference on mixer was was broadcast in 4k and it looked fucking incredible um distinctly different from yeah so they open with it opened with like you know, these shots of a planet and, and this wildlife and it looked so sharp and i was like what are we watching this is super cool um kind of pans out from this like watery area and there's like a master chief helmet and, and Holy shit, there's a new halo game um, called halo infinite. And that's all we know, <laughs> except it looked gorgeous in the reveal trailer on mixer. New engine. Uh, um, it looked like, did they say it was a new engine? Yeah, it was a slipstream. Oh slipstream yeah. Something, engine? something called slipstream, um, which I don't believe we have seen it all before. Mm-hmm. Um, although I didn't play halo five. It's not def. It's definitely not in halo five. Is that right? I don't think so. You don't think so? It looks way too good. It does look good, yeah. Um, did you see that? Did you, ha, have you seen much from or or anything from the Microsoft conference at this point yet, uh, Josh? I saw the I saw the clip of Halo Infinite. Yeah, did it do anything for you? Not really. Like, I wasn't the biggest Halo fan to begin with, but Halo Five was really disappointing to me. Don't spoil it, man. I'm not so not there. So it's like Halo Infinite. I don't know. It has. It'll have a long way to go to kind of bring me back into the fold. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm way more excited if we're going to talk about like their big franchises i'm way more excited for a new gears than i am for a new halo mm-hmm. at this point 
And you're getting gears and spades this year, next year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was Yeah, I saw that too. And even then I'm not that excited for Gears because like I thought also I also thought like Gears 4 wasn't that great mm-hmm. compared to the other ones. So maybe they can turn that around. Maybe one of their three Gears games they announced will uh will float the boat for you. Yeah, I can't wait for Gears Pop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what that what that looks like. Um but yeah, no, they Can we get Gears Party? Gears Party. <laughs> Gears Party or like a bunch of chainsaw oriented games and like mini fusion games. Fusion Frenzy featuring Gears of War. Uh, yeah. I'm surprised there wasn't a Battle Royale, to be honest. Well, they had a bunch of uh, Xbox Ones out on the stage. Yeah. They had at least 100. Yeah, there was. we counted them, and it looked like there was about 100 consoles on stage. And we were like, oh, there's definitely a, some sort of Battle Royale coming. They're going to demo it on stage or something like that. And then that never happened. Um, my someone only just needed is, to buy them. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, they need to get some of those off the shelves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, my only thought was that they are also doing an inside Xbox uh, presentation tomorrow. And if they're using the same stage, the same area, I wonder if they could be showing off something more there. Um, but yeah, no, we saw a bunch of gorgeous footage for a bunch of gorgeous games. Again, most of it was third party, um, but some surprises like Kingdom Hearts 3 coming to Xbox One, I don't think uh, was was known before. Do you uh, know if it was? Yeah, yeah, that's been announced since the beginning. It's just it people forget. Okay, which is it's been so long. <laughs> which is especially confusing though, because uh, they re they released and re released and re released the kingdom as we've talked about before, like Kingdom Hearts one and two, and Birth by Sleep and a bunch of the spinoffs on PS3, and then they eventually all got ported to PS4, and like Xbox has never had any Kingdom Hearts game before Kingdom Hearts three, and yet they got none of the collections, like none of the remasters. Mm-hmm. That makes no sense. And I was kind of after them revealing this new trailer for the game. I was hoping, I was almost hoping that they would announce something like that because I, I have not played any of the Kingdom Hearts games. And watching this trailer and the polish on this trailer on the the, the cutscene elements of it and everything like that, like I was super in, like I was super into it, and I would love to play those first games so I could understand the story. Even my like, even Michaela was like, "Wow, this looks like excellent!" Like. I'll put it this way. You'll probably understand the story more by just jumping into three because everybody's confused about the story. <laughs> like the more the more Kingdom Hearts you play, the less it makes sense. So you're probably just better off skipping them Even all. Even just the title conventions of like, I, is there's like 94 games and half of them are remakes, but they're slightly different. And then there's like spinoffs or something as far as I'm aware. And just yeah. looking at the titling conventions of the games themselves, like it's the most confusing franchise I think that's ever existed. After the Xbox itself. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, I think there's only three... There's only three Kingdom Hearts games that are, like, really, really consequential to the story. For, debatably four of them, but one of the four is a card game that you probably wouldn't want to bother playing, so... I do love card games, though. It's or weird. It's like 20, a card... 48 hours until it's an action card game. It's hard to explain. It's not like a card game where you're playing cards against someone else, but you have cards that represent your attacks, and each card has a value, and if your value is below the enemy's attacking card then it negates your attack it's kind of sounds like a metal gear acid type thing yeah yeah so essentially along those lines but it's a remake of that it's even less card game like in in action it's even less like card game style than metal gear acid but it's a similar like similar concept okay okay um we saw next up I mean, they opened it with two exclusives. We saw Ori and the Will of the Wisps, which was not not anything new, not surprising, but it was a nice reminder that this sequel to Ori, which was phenomenal, exists and that it looks fucking gorgeous. 
Um, absolutely beautiful trailer. See, that's um, one I had no idea was coming. So when I saw that on the list, I was pretty excited because the first story was great. Uh, well, in this game, this game they announced last year at E3, I believe. Okay. So yeah, that shows how memorable last year's conference was. <laughs> yeah, right. You were too busy thinking about that car. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for Usher to pop up again and it never happened. Is that, was that who showed up last year? Was it Usher? No, I think that was, was like that three or four years ago and people panned it, but I was fucking thrilled because that was like the announcement of, Ke- of Kingdom Hearts cheese. I mean, Dance Central 3. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I think I was the um, only one in the, in the country that was like jumping up and down for that. I, I, I would believe it. Yep. I would believe it. Um, was that, the, that was, when, that must have been when the Kinect was still a thing. When what? Oh, yeah. Because I'm, I yeah. mean, it's not just a switch that they can just turn off. It's a part of the blood of the console. Yeah, well, it's not. Yeah, and then and then they went and flipped the switch. Then they flipped that switch. It's not just a switch we can flip until we want to. <laughs> uh, we saw a, a really. I'm just going to kind of jump and and talk about a few of these things. Um, an interesting. I thought it was Tenchu for the longest time, uh, like a Tenchu reboot or something like that. But a game called Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, which kind of looked very Tenchu-y. I don't know. I was into that. Yeah, they they announced that last year. Oh, know. really? Oh, yeah. I think you said that. Yeah, yeah it's it's a from software. So how much of this is from last year? Well, they just gave us like a title splash, and then there was there was nothing. It's just like, ooh, new from game. It's like, hey, there's a Star Wars game. Yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Fallout seventy six, which we'll talk about more uh, when we go over Bethesda, but they revealed a new trailer for that. Um, probably the biggest surprise for me was uh, a new free. Uh, chapter in the life is strange universe it's called the awesome adventures of captain spirit um i i feel like i was almost tearing up during the trailer it was like this this now single dad and his son it sounds like the mom died um the son is like it's like the trailer itself had it's like a little kid but he's it's like pieces of his imagination almost um um it's hard to say i don't know a lot about it but it looked it looked unreal it comes out in like two weeks it comes out on the 26th on pretty much everything for free um i read up later it it is they they kind of detailed a little bit more later it's our first introduction to basically the universe of life is strange 2 um they they these characters specifically aren't a part of the game but there are a lot of hints apparently throughout this new chapter as to where the game will be set and kind of what some of the content might be in the game itself um, but it's interesting because they, it, it sounds like it was developed by don't nod. So they must've had a side team doing this while vampire was getting finished. Um, but yeah, I'm, I mean, they pretty much, I like it opened with a square Enix logo and I was like, that looks like life is strange styling. Holy shit. And I was fucking in game of the show, <laughs> game of the convention, this two hour <laughs> free thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you see that trailer at all? No, I haven't. No. Okay. You should watch I it. I just saw some of the pictures of it you and everything. Watch it. Watch it. Get your tissues ready. I just ordered a, a big, big bundle of them on Amazon to to get me through that two hours or so. Uh-huh. I mean, tissues for what? <laughs> for my eyes to dry my tears. Oh, oh, okay. tears, Just checking. Um, Crackdown three, which just got delayed again, <laughs> um, but looks pretty cool. Uh, Terry Crews being in it, like I feel like turned it from like I don't know. It was like like take that same trailer, take Terry Crews out of it. You're like eh. But with them in there, it's like, what the fuck? I want this. Like, I don't know what these explosions are for, but they're pretty damn cool. So are we competing between Crackdown 3 and Kingdom Hearts to see which one actually gets released first? <laughs> well, they both have release dates now that seem pretty solid. And if it's correct, which one was announced first? 
Uh, Kingdom Hearts. Okay. Like by a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, they're gonna. It sounds like they're gonna be out within about a month of each other. So, um, so that'd be interesting. Well, remember how? Remember how Square Enix had this giant presentation in Hollywood about the just to reveal the release date of Final Fantasy 15, and then they delayed it. Yes, I do remember that. Like a month before it was supposed <laughs> to come out. Um, and now they're still releasing content for it all these years later. The rest, and other, the rest of the game the is the another game. way to put it. <laughs> N- neither of you played it, huh? Uh, no. No, I, okay. I just picked it up, actually. I just picked it up a couple of weeks ago for Xbox One, and I installed it, but I haven't opened it yet. Yeah, like, long story short, there's just, like, all these huge gaps in the story, and now anybody who played it day one is kind of annoyed because they have to replay the whole game and pay extra for the DLC just to, like, fill in the rest of the blanks. Sounds like video games in 2018. It's so obvious that it's, like, they... It's so obvious that the game wasn't finished, and they were just... They just released the shell of what they had finished. We're not delaying this again. We're not delaying this again, guys. You you fucking put, put the gold stamp on this game it's done but they've put the effort in since yeah that's true for money it's it's weird it's like they put the effort in since but at the same time it's like if you already beat it when it first came out do you really want to go back and play the whole thing again just to get like the little pieces of the story that probably should have been in there to begin with it's Mm -hmm. kind of weird and you have to pay extra for it which makes it a little worse yeah yeah no that's fair uh near automata coming to xbox something i've heard a lot of good things about but uh, it looks fucking weird. <laughs> are there know. any uh, are there any benefits or like extras that are being added to this version? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. I thought they said I thought there was something about the DLC that had been released so far being on there, mm-hmm. and it had a funny name, like it was just a series of numbers or something like that. The DLC itself. Um, but that is all that I know. I think it's got Xbox One X enhancements. Yeah, I think it's enhanced. Um, but it was a pretty quick reveal. It actually, I think it leaked a couple of hours before the show that it was coming out because it, it popped up on some stores or something like that already. Um, Kingdom Hearts 3, which we already talked about, they talked about the July and September expansions for Sea of Thieves, which sounded pretty cool. Um, it was a cool cinematic trailer. Um, potential new characters that might be, I, I don't know if they are exist in the game like Merrick did who introduced the Hungering Deep expansion in the trailer or if it was just to introduce what the new content would be but in July you're going to have a piece of DLC called Cursed Sails. It sounds like skeleton AI ships will be added to the game. I'm not sure if it's more than that or what or what just what that will look like but um, AI AI crews to fight it sounds like which uh, I'm down for because um, it'll probably be more interesting and less dickish than <laughs> than the real players often <laughs> seem to be. Can it be more dickish? I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe there's like a scale. No, I, I don't a know. Dick a, a, a dick, dick scale? A dick scale. More dickish than Sea of Thieves already is. Yeah. Yeah, people are dicks. Um, unless you're fighting that shark, and then they're fucking great. That was awesome. It's it's, it's zero to a hundred. Like, yeah. They just flipped that switch like Microsoft did when they turned off the Kinect. <laughs> um, look that dip, dick switch. <laughs> <laughs> just flip um, the dick switch and then the uh the september expansion uh i can't remember what it was called but it looks like it's adding a whole new land um a whole new, region. new region to the game itself um what that means what'll be in it still remains to be seen but there's still a few months out from that um but like i said before and i'll say it again keep adding content i'm gonna keep playing this game um and I feel like every time, like I, I only jump into it every couple of weeks, I would say at this point, every time I do, I feel like the game looks better. And I don't know if it's just that, like, I've, I've forgotten how good it looks, but fuck, that game is gorgeous. 
Um, Battlefield Five. They talked about they they debuted a little bit of the the war stories, um, which were which are cool. Those are fun. Um, Forza Horizon Four, which I'm not into car games really, but that looked pretty unreal. It's like a it's set in, it's Europe, right? Or is it certain? I thought it was the British Isles. Maybe I don't know some some sort of you're in, it's some big giant map. It's shared with like tons of other people, free roaming like. You just drive off, like drive off road with your friends and stuff like that. Look like tons of customization options. Um, I think they said there was 4K, 4K HDR. There's also a 60 frames per second mode, but they they had like a live demo of it on stage and it looked fabulous. Uh, Forza is one of those series where I'm not interested enough in a car game to actually buy it, but I'm gonna play the shit out of that for like two days uh, when I download it on Game Pass. Um, yeah, like Horizon. Forza Horizon specifically, more so than the regular Forza uh, franchise, is probably my favorite racing franchise on the market right now. Really? And I'm really excited for... It's like I'm excited for Forza Horizon, but at the same time, I'm like, this is the third Forza Horizon game released on the Xbox One, so I'm kind of feeling a little burnout at the same time. Like, I don't think I ever finished any of them. Like, I usually get it maybe about halfway through the story. And then at that point, I've kind of got my fill of racing through the city. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I don't know if I'm going to, I might actually end up skipping on this one or at least waiting for a little while or just playing it on Game Pass, like you Mm -hmm. said, because as great as they are, like racing's racing to me. Right. And when it's like the third game in the franchise on the same console where you're essentially just doing the same thing, but in different settings, it's not. Yeah, that's fair that um, exciting anyway it gets less and less exciting each time mm-hmm. I, and i was i was hoping that we'd see i mean I, I can't remember the launch date i think it was early next year or late this for her, october 2nd the game comes out on october 2nd i guess that's not too far away i was kind of hoping we'd see when they announced kind of a bunch of new game pass games that were coming uh you know they talked about things like uh master chief collection coming later this year i imagine that that will co uh like like be in line with the Xbox One X enhancements for that game. Um, seems like a good time to do it. Uh, they also announced a few new games that were coming to the service today. Uh, things like Elder Scrolls Online uh, is now part of Game Pass, which is cool. I love that game. Would love to get back into it. The Division is coming to Game Pass today as well. And I think there was a few other things. Um, speaking of the Division, they showed off the Division 2. Um, I think this is the first trailer we've seen for the game. Uh, it was announced last year a few months ago it was announced recently um i only played the first one for a few hours but loved what i played uh this one looks really cool um but had a pretty i feel like it was the probably the most underwhelming game showed off just based on the like like game looks great don't get me wrong game looks great but the content they showed or the way it played out like it just felt like that super scripted ubisoft like game gameplay people that play games don't talk like this um like like chat and banter between the players themselves like it was super cringy um the, i feel like the trailer itself was like oh look look how hdr we are like it's like we can be super bright and super dark all at the same time and you're gonna love the shit out of it like that's what it felt like um but the game looks sweet the game looks cool um not as cool as uh <laughs> Uh, not skate for uh, they announced a they showed off it was a kickstarter game i believe is that what you said jake i think so yeah so this game it's called session and they showed the first trailer for that and it, literally until the title screen came up i thought it was skate four and i was like yeah faked us out they're saving it for the microsoft 
uh, Microsoft announcements. <laughs> now, uh, did they do the thing where they just slowly unveil an S and everyone starts jumping up and down and then they just put up the rest of the word for <laughs> session and everyone gets disappointed? Maybe, yeah. But it was a diff- the S is different, though. It's not like a regular S. It's like a stylized S. Um, yeah, they f- like. I feel like we don't have time to talk about all the games that Microsoft announced. What what was anything super cool that we haven't talked about yet? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh fuck yeah. Um, so, <laughs> Josh, do you know some of the games that they talked about? Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't watch the conference itself, mm-hmm. but I pretty much read about everything here on our list. So, okay, just to touch a little on what we haven't talked about yet. Uh, we happy few. The developer got purchased by Microsoft as sure alongside did. compulsion their... games. Mm-hmm. So we'll see where that goes. But we happy few is kind of you know how we've talked about before when a game gets delayed for too long, I just don't care anymore. Totally. Like we happy few. It's been what like two years since they announced it, and we haven't really heard longer. much. Yeah, and I I don't think we even heard any th- kind of and like any major it, updates isn't it about only it. Com- isn't it only Compulsion Games' second game? Like, didn't the first game launch? It was a launch title for PS4, and I can't remember what it's called right now, but I did enjoy it. It was a platformer. But have they released a not game Knack, since Not Knack, right? No, it was not Knack. It was, like, kind of this, like, 1940s-styled... Um, you keep talking. I'm going to look it up. Oh, <laughs> I don't really remember. But, yeah, I'm excited for We Happy Few, but not nearly as excited I was as I was two years ago. Um, Contrast. It was called Contrast. Oh, I think I remember that. And then uh, Tales of Vesperia Definitive Edition. People have been clamoring for that game for a very, very long time, mostly because it was an Xbox 360 exclusive. And a lot of RPG fans at the time were just content with kind of like covering their ears and saying that Xbox only had shooters while being upset that that game wasn't on the PS3. (laughs) So it's coming... The definitive edition's coming this winter to every major platform. So even though they do, they showed it off at the Microsoft conference. It's coming out on PS4 as well, and, and Switch. Which, if I was going to get it for anything, it would probably be the Switch because Tales games are very long, and I'd rather be able to play that portably. That's fair. But so that's pretty exciting. Um, Devil May Cry Five got announced, which has been rumored for a very long time, uh, mostly because people have been very. Uh, vocal about wanting a mainline Devil May Cry game again and kind of discarding the DMC title that came out a few years ago that I loved mm-hmm. and Shane loved. Um, the trailer... It's no Uncharted 4, though, right? Yeah, it's no Uncharted 4. But uh, the trailer looked really good. Like, the art style was kind of weird in some points, but it's essentially bringing back Dante and Nero from Devil May Cry 4 as well as promising at least one other main character. And they're promising that it's going to be like the most intense action game that Capcom's ever produced. But I mean, of course, they're going to say that. Um, <laughs> but I mean, all the Devil May Cry third well, most. I heard it was the third most intense action game that Capcom's ever produced. Yeah, they were like, we couldn't quite, we couldn't quite meet the intensity of <laughs> God Hand, but we. <laughs> but I think we managed to squeak by, like Okami. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think. I'm excited for it. They haven't released a bad Devil May Cry game except for Devil May Cry 2, but we just kind of pretend that doesn't exist. Um, so that's good. Uh, Cuphead in the Delicious Last Course. What's the girl's name? Miss Chalice? No idea. Or it was like Chalice something. But yeah, either way. Chal- Chalice Head. Chalice Head. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Cuphead, Chalice Head, and Mug Head. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Cuphead was fantastic. So more of that is always appreciated that's coming out next year 
And then outside of that, like Battletoads that was revealed and that was exciting, but all they revealed was a title. So just that it exists, that it's 4K hand drawn, three player local co op, um, and that it's coming next year. Now, did they say what? Sorry, they say whether or not they're counting on Battletoads boosting sales of Xbox Ones by having people like chuck them out their doors and out their windows (laughs) after getting so frustrated at the game that they have to go out and buy more. I I like when, uh, oh geez, I'm losing it. When, uh, like when it faded in, when the trailer faded in, it was like the fucking speeder bike that was like broken. And I was like, oh my fucking God, it's Battletoads. The joke it, has become a reality. It's kind of weird that it took this long because didn't they put two Battletoads characters in uh, Killer Instinct like years ago? I think so, yeah. Yeah. And, and didn't like. Shovel Knight had a Battletoads character? Something like that. The rare. Didn't the rare guy like he was wearing a battle. Like everyone always like delves into what his shirts mean and he was wearing a Battletoads shirt like two years ago. Maybe that was his sim- sign that they were selling the franchise off to a different developer because <laughs> I heard that they're not doing it, right? Oh, really? I'm not sure. I don't know. Someone on Facebook said that it's a new developer. I don't know if that's Mm. confirmed or not, but... Which, I mean, like, how many battle... Like, I'm sure that there's a lot of developers that can do a good job with a side-scrolling beat-em-up game. Like, like Rare's busy. They gotta add content to Sea of Thieves. Come on. Yeah. And then, like... for days. And then outside of, like... In a year, it'll be... In a year, Sea of Thieves will feel like it has so much content. And then a year after that, it'll be great. Yeah, that's another thing, too. I feel like Rare is so focused on Sea of Thieves right now. Plus, let's be honest, like, Rare today is not the same Rare that made Battletoads. It doesn't really... It would be a new developer one way or another, regardless. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, outside of that, I'm sure we're going to talk about Gears more extensively, so I'll skip that. And just then the last game I wanted to really talk about was Jump Force, which it's hard to get excited about Shonen Jump crossover games because they aren't that good most of the time. Oh, really? And it's like the same franchise. Cool trailer, though. It's a cool trailer. It's like crossing over Dragon Ball, One Piece, and Naruto. They've been doing that since like the GameCube. Mm. So it's not something that's super exciting, but I guess coupling with the fact that it's it's like in the running for my favorite anime, but the fact that they had like a Death Note teaser at the end was right, like yeah. really, really cool because I want to see how they would integrate that into a fighting game since like every time that they've had massive like Shonen Jump crossover games, like usually if Death Note characters are in it at all, they're usually just like support characters that inflict like a status ailment on somebody, but they're never, they've never been playable. So mm-hmm. if, since they're very obviously teasing that they're going to have Ryuk and light Yagami or light Turner for the Netflix fans out there, like since they're going to, since they're teasing that I'm pretty anxious to see how they're going to integrate him as like an actual playable character since all he really does is write in a notebook and take advantage of women so (laughs) how that translates to a fighting game i guess we'll find out but yeah that's about it for me on the microsoft end oh and shadow of the Mm -hmm. tomb raider of course but that goes without saying that was incredible Uh, i have two months to finish rise of the tomb raider which is why i bought an xbox one in the first place oh so do and I. So my fiance won't shut up about. It. Yeah, and since then it's come out on the PS4. So, and now the sequel's almost out, and I still haven't finished it. And it's on Game Pass. Now is so I was the... like, we have to. I ha- yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Is this going to be on PlayStation also? Yeah, I don't believe it's a timed exclusive at all this time. I think it will launch day and date on both consoles. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think that the only other big thing is Cyberpunk coming up right at the end. Um. Kind of cool. That like. You know, they hacked into the press conference just as it was ending. I made air quotes in the air like you could see them, but you can't. Uh, <laughs> you did. They, I did. Well, yeah, Jake I'm can see lying. 
yeah, j- yeah. yeah, yeah. It's for my benefit. <laughs> um, yeah, so that uh, they kind of hacked into the press conference, almost made them again, god damn it. Uh, hacked into the press conference, uploaded this trailer, started playing this trailer. There was, like, interesting, there was, like, a hidden message in the trailer that you could only see if you, like, like raised the contrast a bunch and then inverted the colors, but it was, like, a few additional, like, pieces of information, like, when is it going to release? And they're like, when it's ready? And, like, will it have microtransactions? And they're like, fuck no, this is a single-player game. And, like... <laughs> hey, that doesn't like stop that. Final was... Fantasy fifteen. No. <laughs> um, so that was pretty interesting. The trailer itself, pretty, gorgeous. yeah, gorgeous. Um, didn't show a ton still. It was very teasery, but it was like, hey, we exist. We're going to be awesome. It's very tonally different. Fuck every other game, yeah. Then the first Cyberpunk. The Cyberpunk trailer from a couple of years ago. Oh, I don't even remember that. That was in like 2013, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, like I don't even remember that. Now this is um, the game from CD Projekt Red, right? This is the game yeah, from yeah. CD Projekt Red. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I can't wait to buy. But yeah. I'm gonna buy the shit out of that. Um, at least once. At least once, probably twice. Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. Um, that was probably one of the most like hyped up announcements and. It was, it, I mean, it just teased the shit out of us, but it was super exciting. And I can't wait to see more from that game. Um, we got faked out a few times with Gears of War. Um, and that's the last big thing, I think. Gears of War, Gears of War logo pops up on screen. Crowd goes fucking wild. And then a chainsaw like cuts through it and then out pops like a Funko Pop. Um, and everyone just kind of went silent and was like, <laughs> um, and then there wasn't any like like all it just said is that they're they're working on a mobile title. It's a crossover between Gears of War and Funko Pop figures, um, and they'll have more to reveal. I think they said later this year. Um, and then they're like, "But that's not all the Gears of War we have for you." And then everyone started cheering again. And then they're like, "We have this PC exclusive tactics game." And then they showed that off, and it looked really cool. But the crowd again was like, "Oh, come on, what the fuck?" So the fact that it's PC only, is that because, I don't know, is that reflective of how well or poorly Halo Wars 2 did, do you think? I don't, like, I don't, I don't know, because the, the little bit of footage that they had looked really interesting, and it looked like something, you know, that I've, I've been interested in trying, like, an XCOM-style game in the next, you know, lately, anyways, and that's what it looked like. I don't know if it's something where they're just announcing it for PC right now, oh. but it'll also come to Xbox or what, but... No, um, I haven't seen any footage of it, but when I read Gears Tactics, I assumed it was going to be like an RTS, but you're saying it's more like XCOM? Yeah, it's like a turn-based, uh, it's a turn-based strategy title. Oh, cool. So, so basically like Mario and Rabbids. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it looked really neat, and I don't know why that wouldn't fit on a console, so I don't know what the reasoning for that is. Um, yeah. Especially, I mean, they're, they've they been fucking pushing play anywhere, so every fucking Xbox game they make is on PC as well, but now they're going to, like, release a PC game and not put it on Xbox as well? Like, what is that? Um, and then, so that was the second fake, uh, and then they were like, those games are real, and we're excited for them, but also there's Gears 5, and they showed it. Uh, it wasn't even really like a trailer, it was just a cinematic from that. Look, I mean, it looked pretty gorgeous, but Gears 4 looked pretty gorgeous. I don't know that it looked inherently better than that at all, but um and i didn't finish the campaign for gears 4 so i don't know what's going on or who any of these characters are we should play um, it maybe online yeah yeah better be finish cool. it because uh-huh. megan and i were playing it on the hardest difficulty and we got so frustrated that i was like forget it <laughs> forget it oh and her name's miss um, chalice miss chalice yes oh, all right miss chalice head um that was microsoft that was microsoft it was pretty overall i was like pretty stoked um it like they just bombarded the conference with as many games as possible which is really what they well, need yeah, to I do. Think they, 
it's totally what they needed to do. It was totally and and announcing. I, I actually don't know if we talked about it, but they announced they purchased five. Essentially, they've acquired five studios um, that they announced there. And I feel like a couple of those studios only really make Xbox games, anyways. So it wasn't that like I was like, why did you need to buy them? Like they only make games for you, anyways. So like Playground, which is um, they develop, I think all the Forza games. Uh, they also know that they were working on an open world RPG. Um, but didn't they didn't detail or say anything about that game? Um, and then there's Undead Labs, which has made the uh, State of Decay series um, again, which are Xbox only games. So I don't know why they needed to acquire that. But um, uh, but they also picked up. We as we mentioned, they picked up Compulsion Games, who made Contrast, and who will release We Happy Few. I don't know. Does this mean that We Happy Few is not a it does. Is it an Xbox exclusive now, or is that just going to be for for games that come out that's, from here on? That's out? probably going forward because they've already announced it on PlayStation and everything else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Ninja Theory, um, which I think was the biggest, probably the biggest studio announcement. They of course just released the phenomenal Hellblade's newest sacrifice on Xbox One. Um, they are, I, I think, Microsoft where they've really been hurting, where Sony has not been hurting, is the single player experiences, and and Ninja Theory is a is a boon for them at this point. So I think that it'll be really interesting to see what they come out with next. Um, they also formed a new studio called the Initiative, uh, who is run. I think they're the 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 head of the studio is like the lead designer for the recent Tomb Raider games, um, which is cool. Um, that's Microsoft, though. Anything else? Yeah, any, I'm just really excited to see what, moments. Like Ninja Theory's released a lot of my favorite games over the last few years with like Heavenly Sword, mm-hmm. uh, Enslaved, uh, DMC, and then uh, um, Hellblade re- more recently. And then, like I mentioned before, they collaborated with Disney Infinity and did the combat for the Star Wars levels with the Jedi okay, yeah, combat. Yeah. So, like everything they've released, I've been a big fan of. So, seeing them being able to get this focus and this. Um, like attention to kind of help bolster the console. That's a pretty big responsibility. Mm. And I'm excited to see how, Mm. which direction they're going to go from here. Totally. Yeah. I think that the, the acquiring of the studios, it was like, they are very aware at this point. And so are us gamers that there have not been a lot of exclusives releasing on my, uh, on the Xbox lately and that they have a lot of work to do in that department. And I think there are still, I mean, those problems are still there, but this is a huge step in the right direction in terms of resolving that. Um, so it'll be exciting to see what, ha- you know, what happens next year or what's announced between now and the next E3 type thing. But you know, it's still mind boggling though. It's like st- still no, still no Mech Assault and still no Crimson Skies, even though they keep pushing <laughs> Crimson Skies, especially they keep pushing, Jake just flip Crim- the table. I think they keep pushing 100%. Crimson Skies all the time as like a top, like backwards compatible game. Like come get Crimson mm-hmm. Skies. We all know you love Crimson Skies. Just give Skies. us, just remaster it and we'll yeah. be happy. Yeah, yeah they, remember, they really I should. I love the shit out of Crimson Skies. I yeah. don't even need a new one. Just remaster the old one. Yeah. yeah. Give us Mech Assault 1 and 2. Just put Fine. it in 4K. Give yeah. us some oh. better textures. I'll take it. Re-release, re-release the... You can do the, it for Metal Wolf. You can do it for Mech Assault. Yeah, re-release the Mech Assault on DS for all I care. Just do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's weird too, because at the time I loved Crimson Skies, but it was still like a slightly inferior Star Fox to me. But since then, Star Fox has gotten so bad that if they just re-release part one, <laughs> I would be perfectly fine with it. It would be the, it would be the king uh. of um, air combat games by default because Star Fox has fallen off so bad. Hey man, we're getting more Ace Combat, so... Oh yeah, that's true. In, and it has, and it's got VR now. I think. Yeah. Hopefully more at Sony's press conference. Yeah, that'd be yeah, that'd be cool. Um, Bethesda was next. Bethesda 
had a big presentation tonight. Oh, yeah. Um, pretty bad opening. Pretty bad opening. It was kind of cringy. I do have to say, though, Microsoft's presentation was very professional. Yeah. And I didn't feel like they were talking down to me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so good for them. Did they have anyone pretending to play the games while shouting how amazing they were? No. Oh, no. I think they only had one live demo, and it was actually people playing the game. I think it was. Maybe. Yeah. That was just uh, for Forza. But then they had they had a hundred Xboxes that weren't being played. So I mean, which is like most Xboxes. Well, so yeah, like in real life. <laughs> um, Bethesda was next. Bethesda had a rough opening. I feel like they opened with Rage Two, which actually looks fucking smooth as, as shit. Like car, great, amazing car combat that's been done by Avalanche Studios, who did Mad Max and everything like that. Um, gameplay, like the gunplay, is like. This dude's got powers and he's like, he's shooting the dude up in the air and the bullets are making the dude fly higher and higher and higher. And it looks like insane. Um, it has an interesting soundtrack that's led, I think by Andrew WK, but they had a live Andrew WK show and it just felt weird because they didn't really announce it or like he just kind of came out and started playing a song and nobody knew what was going on. Um, so that was weird. Uh, but game looks fucking dope. Yeah, do you think? looks what, great. Yeah. Um, uh, I think it was our first gameplay trailer. I think that pre- previously we had just seen cinematics. Um, really unique. I mean, it looks like a the art style is interesting because I feel like it looks fairly unique, but it also what does it? It kind of just looks like a neon Mad Max at the same time, mm-hmm. um, which isn't a bad thing. I think it, Mad Max is super stylized. I mean, Avalanche is working on it. Avalanche did the Mad Max game. I'm so, okay with it. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it looked pretty. It looked pretty cool. Um, the conference itself was interesting because I feel like until Todd Howard came out, which everybody loved the shit out of, and he got like a full on like like rock star or WWE superstar entrance with like theme music and shit. Um, <laughs> prior to that, it just felt like everyone that was talking would like talk, wait for an applause, uh, and then that applause either would or wouldn't come, and then they would kind of move on. But it just felt so awkward over and over and over again. Um, <laughs> And and yeah, they kind of they they did basically some updates. Um, you know, they talked about Elder Scrolls Legends a little bit, which I played when it first launched in beta on iPad, and I really enjoyed um, at least the story play uh, the story player, uh, the single player like story uh, based mode. Um, I was always hoping that it would be on iPhone because I don't always have my iPad with me when I would play a game like that. Turns out it's been on iPhone for a long time now, and I just didn't know. So I definitely downloaded that during the, during the presentation. Um, they talked about Elder Scrolls Online, how fun that is. Um, showed some trailers of, of like what has happened in that game so far, and it definitely got me itching to play the game again, um, which, I mean, that was probably its duty, and it did that duty well. Um, they noted that it's it's quite it's growing quite a bit. There's over 11 million active players now, and it's grown by a million in the past year, um, which is I think that's got to be pretty big for an MMO at this point, because um, it seems like the other ones seem to come and go and die within six to eight months, and this has been running for years at this point. So that's cool. Um, Jake was really excited to see Doom Eternal. Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah, that that's a full sequel, right? Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, it's a full sequel. Did they did they say much about it? Just that it was happening. Uh, they've got twice as many monster types. Now. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, it's a thing that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the guy who did the music is coming back, so we're gonna get some good tunes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, more Doom is good. More Doom is good. Any Doom is good. Yeah, the last Doom was fantastic. Like it blew me away. I, I wasn't really it. expecting much from it. I still haven't played it. You haven't played it yet? No. And I have. Is Doom? I have Doom VFR, which I played. It's the one 
VR game is fucking fabulous, but it's the one VR game I have to play in really little chunks because it's so fast paced that it makes me feel sick. Um, but that is a separate game, right? That's not the same as you don't know. Okay, I have no idea. Okay, uh, but I do want to play it tomorrow. Sure, yeah, uh, I do have it and a VR headset, so that you hooked up. So, <laughs> um, uh, Doom Eternal. I thought it looked cool. Quake Champions looked eh. I don't know. More Quake, good for Quake players. They're doing a weekend yeah so it's in because it's in a it's still in like a closed beta type thing by the sound of it but they are opening it opening that up this week so for this week if you download the game if you play the game even once the trial closes at the end of the week at that point you're in at that point you can play it as much as you want um it looked kind of like an interesting like it looked kind of unreal tournamenty, which is cool because we talked jake and i ended up talking about how i don't know there ha- hasn't been a really unreal tournament feeling game since like the first one like since i feel like four yeah maybe maybe 2004 i feel like unreal tournament 3 just felt different i didn't like it yeah we've seen a couple of like yeah games in the yeah. shooter world um, yeah epic has their own unreal game going on right now uh and i think it's like community crowdsourced mm-hmm. uh, and it's free to play and whatnot um same kind of idea as quake champions it looks like but no one's playing it because they're playing fortnite so. pretty much it's in the fortnite launcher <laughs> it's in the fortnite universe is that what you're saying That'd be cool <laughs> but no no um prey prey is getting some new content bunch of new free stuff yeah. bunch of new free stuff it didn't super i loved prey prey was one of my favorite games of last year i think it was criminally underrated um nobody fucking played it like and they should have because it's great it's very system shock ish great story um great gunplay super interesting with all the abilities and stuff that your character can get um but yeah, they're announcing they're they're re- releasing, and I actually think it's most of it's available right now. Um, New game plus, I can't remember what that did. <laughs> you did probably get to keep all the powers. Yeah, you're getting like an easy story mode. Um, they announced a survival mode as well, which is basically stay alive for as long as you can. Um, a new DLD, DLC called Moon Crash, which is has you running through like simulations and and uh, of environments and with different enemies, but it changes every single time. Um, so it sounds kind of like an it kind of sounds almost like a competitive mode like see so who can last the longest or work their way through these um environments the fastest type thing but it all looked pretty cool there's the the versus mode uh, oh shit yeah there was a there's a versus mode too that they're releasing which is a so multiplayer the game previously was single player only um one player will be a person four players will be mimics and they'll have of course the ability to uh mimic any objects in the environment and it's they basically said it's like a jump scare simulator at that point because like i mean there was a ton of those in prey already because you never know when a coffee cup is not a coffee cup so do you think prey suffered from its lack of native american spirit world channeling protagonists this time around i think there was a mass boycott and that's probably why oh okay you know there was they were like, why is this just in space and not where, you know, where's all this other stuff? Um, yeah. I'd say if you're on the fence about Prey right now, like I am, uh, this is pretty much all you need to jump over and pick it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also getting a VR mode. Yep. Yep. So uh, it's so getting, so they announced a Fallout, uh, Fallout. Um, Bethesda we'll is very into, they've been a big proponent of VR. You know, in the last year, we've got Skyrim VR, which I've talked about a lot and really love um they've got they they released fallout 4 vr which i wish could 
play on PlayStation 4, but it cannot. Uh, we've got Doom VFR, which, like I said, is super fast-paced, super fun. Um, especially playing with the aim controller on the PSVR. It's pretty awesome. Um, but they announced a bunch of new VR experiences as well. So Prey, the, they said there will be a single-player VR component, but that the, um, the multiplayer mode, I believe it was the Mimics, that will be able to play in VR if they want. Was that oh, right? really? I think so. I didn't catch that from yeah, the- so it was part of the it was the multiplayer mode as well as a single player component. They announced a mo uh, a Wolfenstein game, which I think this would be free. Do you remember? I don't remember a Wolfenstein game called Wolfenstein Cyberpilot VR. Um, I don't believe they announced a lot about it, just that it was coming, mm-hmm. um, and that there was a there's a new Wolfenstein game. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, that looks really cool. Uh, so you play as BJ's. Twin daughters uh, in in the 1980s. Yeah, so set in uh, the 80s. Yeah, uh, so it, it kind of has that like Thor Ragnarok style title. I'm hoping it's going to be full of neon, um, but it's pretty much just fuck the Nazis in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. And they okay they said fuck that. the Nazis a lot yeah. on the stage. So uh, so kind of so kind of <laughs> like in real life, like Nazis are still around in the 80s. Then in this, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then the and they also noted, oh, it's a co-op game too. Oh, they, right. You can play it by yourself. But part of I think part of why they made these characters twins is you can also play it with a friend. I imagine it will not be local, but you know, co- any co-op is better than no co-op. Well, um, especially like Wolfenstein doesn't. There's not typically multiplayer modes, is there? Uh, they had the enemy territory uh, a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, yeah, right, uh, right, right. Traditionally, the, the games have been single-player experiences. Mm-hmm. And so recently. to be able to... I mean, and to be able to play that single-player experience with a friend sounds pretty dope. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they said that game will have a VR component as well, but I don't recall. Now, is this an expansion or a full game? It's a, this is a new game. This is the next Wolfenstein. Okay. Uh, and it will come out in 2019. So it's still yeah. probably a ways away because um, they did not say when in 2019, and that's a long year. Long 365 days. <laughs> uh and now we're on to the Bethesda stuff, the, uh, Todd Howard. This, yes. Then Todd Howard came out. Um, fucking got that rock star entrance. Uh, fucking started with a hilarious video. He's like, I think it started with that. Anyway, they're like, he's I think so, yeah. talking about how, you know, he knows why you're all here and blah, blah, blah. And it was to see where, uh, Skyrim would end up this year. And they ended up playing a game or playing a video. Sorry. Who was in it? Was it Jordan Peele? Yeah. Yeah. So Jordan Peele was in it. And he's like, basically, he's playing Skyrim on his Amazon Alexa. Um, so, so Alexa's like reading or, or like verbalizing what's happening, and he's choosing his actions from there, basically. And is like, <laughs> uh, that's my Alexa in the background. Uh, <laughs> so it's uh, he's like, he's like pulling out swords and like eating cheese and shit, and his wife's like getting mad at him and. Um, and then they detailed the other platforms that, uh, Skyrim is coming to like your Samsung smart fridge. And he's like tapping away at the fridge. And what was the other one? Uh, your pager. Oh yeah. Like Motorola pager or something. And there's a couple other ones, but it's a funny video. It was, it was, I mean, they're very clearly very self-aware of, of all of the jokes that revolve around their presentations and the fact that Skyrim is on everything and probably will continue to be on everything. And forever. The, yeah. And then I was like, oh, Skyrim's coming on the iPhone, but it's not. But they did announce a new awesome looking fucking mobile game called The Elder Scrolls Blades. Um, Free to play. They actually said they're going to be making it available on every platform they can, just like Skyrim. Um, But it'll be across phones, tablets, consoles, VR, PC, all of this sort of thing. It got a multiplayer component. Like you can fight 
other people and that will be fully cross-platform by the sounds of it, except I assume uh, PlayStation and other home consoles. <laughs> um, maybe. maybe that's the way things seem to go. I think th- I thought that they had said to me about your, it was that the one where they said your progress will sync between the versions as yeah, well, which was pretty neat. Across, uh, yeah. So that's one thing that I, that's kind of one complaint I had about Skyrim VR is like, I have the special edition of Skyrim. I have the VR edition of Skyrim. They have to, they're the same game, but they have to stay separate. So like, like your saves just can't be compatible with the other version, which is tough because it's something, you know, I love Skyrim VR. If I'm going to play Skyrim, I don't always want to play it in VR, but you don't have the option not to essentially with that version of it. So, so you're basically running two save games at that point. And who wants to do that? Except for Courtney, probably she probably has a hundred, uh, she started Skyrim a lot of times by the sounds of it. Um, but yeah, this game, it's like, like you can play it and it's interesting because they said it, they wanted, it was really important to them that you could play it any way you wanted to. So it's got landscape orientation, which you can use, you know, you can kind of tap to move. You can also use full on dual, like for dual virtual analog sticks to get around and everything like that. Um, like gesture based combat, which looked pretty cool. Graphics are graphics are gorgeous though like i think it looks better than skyrim i think it yeah i think it looks like like it was kind of at first we weren't kind of sure but looking back on the trailer and some of the screenshots like things like the textures and the character models and everything like that like it looks substantially better than skyrim in a lot of elements i would say i think like particle effects and things like that are are not quite there it's a little bit less um but a lot of the game looks it looks super polished it looks super gorgeous you can even like so you can play it in landscape like that you can also they said like if you're at work and you're in a meeting and you don't want someone to know you're playing a game or whatever like you can flip it to portrait orientation use the tap to move and play it with one hand basically but um there's a few modes to it there's there's some pvp modes they said the main mode is called town which is where the mode you'll be roaming around doing quests um you can build your town. You, you got to rebuild your town and like upgrade elements of it and stuff like that. Um, but it looks like super polished. It looked pretty cool. I'm um, excited to take a look at that. Uh, rumored launch date is like September, so it's not too too far away. Um, yeah. Did you see that at all? Did you see anything from that? Did, um, that? did that excite you at all? Not really. Like, I, but that's is probably the one that I followed the least. Um, but yeah, outside of that's like outside of Wolfenstein and. Uh, Doom Eternal was the one that I was like really, really excited about because the first Doom blew me away. Wolfenstein looks. Ex- what would you say? Jake's nodding his head at you. Oh, <laughs> Jake's nodding his head. But at uh, you. yeah, Doom was fantastic, and then Wolfenstein I'm excited about, and then the Skyrim, or it might as well be Skyrim, the franchise at this point. But <laughs> Elder Scrolls Six, especially. I think I said Skyrim Scrolls at one point today, and it was not on. Purpose. But yeah, like outside of. Outside of outside of those three announcements, like none of the rest of it really did a whole lot for me, just because I haven't played Prey yet, and then like the Fallout stuff, I'm so disappointed. Mm-hmm. Like I played 30 minutes of Fallout 4 when it was like brand new, and then now it's on Game Pass, and it's like... <laughs> <laughs> right. That was a Game Pass announcement too. Is Fallout 4 will be on Game Pass today, which I feel like is super smart because that is going to get a bunch more people hooked on the franchise before Fallout 76 launches on November 14th. Right. Um, of course, that is kind of that was kind of the big announcement that people were ex- expecting or not expecting, but waiting for at this point because the game was already announced. Um, but they announced a tons of ton of new details for it. Um, it's online only. Um, so you will be online all the time in this game. That said, it is. it sounds like it's still pretty much a full traditional Fallout experience. Um, there will be missions. You can you, you 
I don't know what else you go do those missions. But this time, if you choose to, you can bring some friends along with you. Um, You basically, it sounds like it's kind of like a, so it's always online. It sounds like the servers are pretty small though. It said there could be uh, like to Mm -hmm. say a couple of dozen uh, people, like real people uh, playing in the same map at the same time. Um, but the map is also four times larger than the map was in Fallout 4. So I think it's one of those things where you're probably coming across real people rarely enough that it's like a fairly significant event when that happens, um, which is cool. I think that's the, you know, they noted it's it's still, it's a fucking nuclear wasteland. Like not that many people survived. Like you're not going to be running around, like you're going to be seeing somebody every four steps. Like you're doing a lot of like MMO style games. So that was pretty cool. Um yeah, they they detailed as well. There are it sounded like it's probably Jake thought it was probably end game content, but things like there's also they added there's some missile silos on the map that have active nukes in them, and you can find the like launch like keys. you can go hunting for these launch keys, um, and once you find the appropriate launch keys or get help from somebody else to 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 share their launch keys, you can nuke a section of the map, which will destroy any buildings that people have created which seems like it does have an element to this game but it will also destroy everything that's there basically and create like like it seems like for a time afterwards that area has just been nuked so there's lots of nuclear fallout so the area becomes more dangerous but you can also like like players or or buildings or environments that have been destroyed you can now just go in and and potentially get that better loot more easily um i don't know i was pretty like based on the I mean, obviously he was trying to sell it to us, but based on, based on Todd Howard's, like, like the wording and the kind of the passion in his voice about the project and how he, you know, obviously they're aware of, there's a lot of people with a lot of apprehensions about turning a series like Fallout or a t- style of game like Bethesda's, like turning that into a multiplayer experience. There's a lot of hesitations towards that. sounds like they're very aware of that. And they're also doing everything they can to, to take away from those hesitations and to, to make people comfortable in playing the game and, I don't know. I'm excited to see more from it. The story sounds pretty sweet. Um, sounds like a new or at least a modified engine. Um, it looked, I think, a lot better than a lot of what Fallout 4 looked like. But they, you know, they said they noted new, like new lighting, new map details, new like vegetation. They said it basically has never looked better. So um, I don't know. I can't wait to play it. It's. Uh, I don't know if I'll play it solo. I don't know if I'll play it with friends. But it looks like. I mean, it's Fallout. I'll I'll play this. Yeah, I'll play it. I can, for sure. I can't wait buy to buy it. it and then not play it. I'll pre-order too. Oh, hey, me too. Yeah. Well, and I think one of the the biggest thing that I realized during all of these press conferences is that I've always known that I was pretty susceptible to marketing, <laughs> but today it was basically every game from every company that showed any trailer for any game, aside from EA Sports games. I was like, oh, I can't wait. Like, I'm gonna buy that. I'm gonna buy that. I'm gonna buy that. Like. Right. Basically, these lists of notes that we're looking at right now—that is the games I'm going to pre-order as soon as they become available. <laughs> like, haven't done it already? No, because the Amazon sale hasn't started. Yeah, but uh, I'm super susceptible to marketing, and I can't wait to play Fallout 76. Is it going to be good? I don't know, but it looked good. At least Todd Howard said it was going to be good, and I believe him because why would he lie? Yeah, on the internet. It, it's not <laughs> like he has. It's not like he has um, any final, financial investment into whether or not this does well. No, right? No, of course not. Right? Do you guys what did what did you guys like did did you read up on Fallout 76? I mean, Josh? yeah, but again, like I can't get like the the new stuff from tonight, I would say. Yeah, like I was I was reading over it and it all looks pretty exciting. It's just that again, like at this point I'm kind of detached from Fallout cuz I bought Fallout 3, I bought New Vegas and I bought 4 and all 
I never even started the first two and then Fallout 4 I started and like played an hour and then never played it again. And mm-hmm. it's like and why is that you think? Because I buy them because I know they're a good value like for my whatever it is mm-hmm. $60, $48 I'm getting these huge games. But then when it's actually time to sit down and play it, I'm like, this game's so huge. Like, I'm never going to finish this. I don't have the time for this. So then I... It was like daunting in the first place. Yeah, so it's like, I... (laughs) It's like a... It's it's like this giant contradiction. I buy it because I know it has so much content that it's worth the money. But then because there's so much content, I don't want to play it because I know it's going to suck up so (laughs) much time. I'm never going to get through all of this. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, the same goes with The Witcher. Like, I've never played The Witcher and I own it. Like, (laughs) I've never played, like a lot of the dragon age games i own those and like barely played them because there's uh like mm. the elder scrolls okay. games like oblivion was the only one i played a lot of and that, even that i put in like a hundred and something hours and never even finished the stupid thing so <laughs> i just feel like i wish that every game was like five to seven hours because then i'd be able to experience so many more stories and so many war worlds mm-hmm. yeah yeah but they're not and when they are people complain about them like the order 1886 oh, that game sucked though I had a great five hours with that game. <laughs> I knew it. That that's what sold like that's what sold me on it. I was like, oh, there's werewolves, and it's like in you know the year 1888, and oh, and then I was like, oh, that's cool. And then someone's like, it's five hours long, and I was like, shit, I'm in. Yeah, that's my game. Weren't we going? I remember back when the game came out, though. Weren't we going back and forth a little bit because you were saying like the werewolves are really cool, but I was like, yeah, but there's only like ten of them in the whole game. Like it's like there's an achievement for killing 15 werewolves. And if you didn't die against any of them to re- to like fight them a second time, you couldn't get the achievement on a straight playthrough. <laughs> like... That's pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, but in a five hour game, if you have more than 10 werewolves, like you're seeing a werewolf every like four seconds and then they don't mean anything. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I can't buy, I can't wait to buy Fallout, Fallout 76. Um, they also followed shelter somehow wasn't on PlayStation 4 yet. So it is now. Um, and also it is launching tonight on, on Nintendo switch. Um, I liked fallout shelter a lot when I played it three years ago. Um, but I, I mean, they showed a couple of little clips of it and I was like, I could play that again. So, uh, marketing, <laughs> um, <laughs> you might get another like two to four hours out of it. Right. It looked great. I wonder what's new. What's changed. Nothing. Probably nothing. nothing. No, I think the trophy support now. So, so there's that. Nah, I don't care about trophies. I feel like those games are always interesting. Like, like a game like that, which was clearly built and developed for mobile, when it gets released on a console, I feel like, like, why would I play it on a console? Like that game is so clearly built and and is so perfectly controlled with your fingers, uh, with touch control. And the same thing with like like Plants vs Zombies and stuff. Like those game, like playing that game with a controller just doesn't make sense when the perfect controller for it is just like tapping what you want. And so, I mean, I guess if, if somebody, you know, if somebody plays it and buys some shit on the PlayStation four, then that's good for everybody too. And they're probably having fun with it, but I just don't know. Like I I can't, I don't understand why people would pick like a PlayStation four or an Xbox one version of a game like fallout shelter over like an iPad or an iPhone or whatever else it's on. I think it's good for Bethesda to release everything they can on whatever they can. I mean, it's I mean, worked for them in the past. Yeah, yeah, yeah mean, that's true. More saturation is more money for them. Yeah, I don't yeah. See why they wouldn't? Um, yeah, that's true. And I mean, it's free. It's probably yeah. pretty easy to port over. I mean, why did it take them three years for PlayStation? That's the bigger question. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then two, they 
you know, Todd at the end, he noted that often they try to talk about just games that they are, that are in the short term, but they said they did want to kind of change things up and announce a couple of things that may be a ways off. Um, First game would be Starfield, which we all knew existed. Um, It's a new IP, which they said that this is the first time they've had an entirely new IP in like 25 years or something. Since Todd Howard like started. Yeah, which is crazy. Um, And we were also interested, like we also afterwards, we were started watching Noclip just released a documentary on the, like the history of Bethesda studios. It's like an hour and a half. It's on YouTube. We're like halfway through super interesting. I don't know. I'm really enjoying it so far. Yeah. It's been really good so far. Really interesting seeing those like very early games and hearing a little bit about the development, excuse me, the development of them. And then, and then just seeing just how far things have come since then, I think is really, excuse me again, uh, is really cool. Um, but yeah, Starfield first new IP. It's set in space. That trailer it. trailer was thirty seconds long, and it had like a spaceship and then a logo. And I mean, I was in. I'll buy it. Sure. Um, no release date. No nothing at this point. Um, and then back to Todd Howard. He's like, okay, next one is after Starfield. So we're probably looking at like a good forty years from now at this point. But uh, you know, he's like, this is the one that you've all been asking for. Um, and then they showed a five second trailer for the Elder Scrolls six. Uh, we you saw Skyrim six. Yes, the Skyrim Scrolls six. Um, I don't know. It was just a pre rendered trailer of some environments, and I don't think they showed anything else. But then they showed the Elder Scrolls six, and the crowd fucking went wild. Um, somebody that knows more about like the geography will be able to be like, oh, this yes, is this yeah. place and this. Oh is yeah, where probably. You're as, and- uh, but it's just I feel like it's just interesting just how like how much power a logo has and like, like nobody didn't think that they were ever going to make a new elder Scrolls game. Like there was always going to be another elder Scrolls game, but, and there, then they were like, this is like two games from now. So it's probably going to be forever. But just that logo appearing on screen, like, like that was the loudest I've heard anyone be at any of these conferences so far, which is crazy. Cause there's, this game is forever away and <laughs> it was just a logo and, and some rolling Hills. They were nice looking Hills. For, uh, though, but... for Skyrim too though, right? Did they? Yeah, they back were like, in the day. Here's the logo. Here's the the Elder Scrolls music okay. and a voiceover, and mm-hmm. it'll be out one day. Was it that Was it that far in advance though, where they didn't have even a release uh, date yet, or a year? Well, there wasn't even a year it was on like there. Three or four years. Okay, well, that's quite a bit. Yeah, that's quite a while. Um, that was the end. That was the end for them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was dense. It was dense. There's a lot of stuff. I feel like Bethesda's probably my favorite publisher at this point. Like I pick up almost every game there. I haven't played Wolfenstein two yet though, but I pick up almost every game they release and, and love, you know, love the shit out of most of them, except the multiplayer stuff. I'm not really into multiplayer games though, except for Sea of Thieves. Um, and apparently Fallout, <laughs> apparently Fallout is multiplayer now and I'm going to love it. This is your life now. This is my life now. Um, yeah, no, I, I can't wait to buy most of these games and probably not play them. Like most of the games I buy, mm-hmm. but some of them I will. I kind of wanted to play Prey again after seeing more Prey footage. There's like multiple choices you make and multiple endings and stuff. And I would like to see what happens if you choose to make those other choices. But playing a game that I've already played doesn't seem very smart when there are so many good games coming out to Microsoft Game Pass. Subscribe now. It's actually half off right now at a lot of retailers. But How much are they paying you to say that? (laughs) Wouldn't you like to know? Yes, yes, Yes. I would. So would I. I think that's it for Bethesda, though. It's it for Bethesda. It's it for Bethesda. Devolver Digital stole the show again. Josh, do you remember? Did you watch their press conference last year? No, I didn't. 
Oh, you are missing out, man. Go watch it. So their press conference last year, it's on YouTube. It's like 15 minutes long. Their press conference this year was probably 20 minutes long. They're uh, they're parodies essentially of these press conferences, and they just make fun of shit like loot boxes and like early access and like crowds and begging for applause. Yeah, and and they are so on point, especially after like like going directly from watching some of these like actual real press conferences, and then the things that like like the Devolver one was very clearly pre-recorded, like and played instantly after the Bethesda one. So it's not like they are, it's not like they're like tailoring it based on the content that's appearing in these other press conferences, but they are so on point about everything and they're fucking hilarious. And they only showed off two games this time. One of them was called like my friend Pedro or something. And it looks like a weird side scrolling shoot em up. It's like a beat em up, but with guns and you're doing crazy flips and stuff. And your guy's like a weird Deadpool mask type thing. But it looked cool, and then and then what's next? What was the uh, other game? And then I pretty much shit my pants when they they pulled out a pirated copy of Metal Wolf Chaos, uh, and then said, "Oh, actually, no, we're actually remastering it in 4K, and it's coming out for PS4 and Xbone and PC." And oh my god, it's amazing because I love those old From Software games. Uh, Armored Core is like a huge thing for me. How oh, was Armored Core From Software? Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, just make a new one. Um, and like seeing uh, Super Best Friends play Metal Wolf Chaos and hearing the awful dub and how excited they were about it to finally get it localized and be able to play it is amazing. And I'm going to buy it like four times. <laughs> yeah, that was there. They only announced two games. That was it. That was, that was their whole thing. But it was hilarious. And Josh, I would definitely recommend watching them because it is so it is just such a like hit at the game industry as a whole. Um they did it. I mean, they did it last year. They it was just as funny this year. I was like, either either they're going to ignore that last year happened and just show games, or they're going to try to do it again. And is it going to work? Is it going to fall flat? But it it they 100%. didn't they didn't skip a beat. It was hilarious. Yep. Um, not enough people will watch it, unfortunately, because um, they. I mean, they're Indeed. a tiny studio yeah. or starting sorry, a tiny publisher, and uh, but they're great. Yeah, that was great. Uh, MechAmericaGreatAgain.com. Yeah, MechAmericaGreatAgain is the website <laughs> for Metal Wolf Chaos. Uh, what is it called? XD Edition or something? Yeah, it's just remastered. Yeah, yeah. It looks pretty crisp. That's E3 so far. That's E3 so far. What are you looking forward to that's coming up still, guys? Um, for me, I'm mostly looking forward to Spider-Man footage, Shenmue 3 footage, Fuck and yeah. and uh, Smash Brothers, and pretty much all of Nintendo's, because I feel like they're going to... I feel like the large majority is going to be dedicated to Smash Brothers, but they'll have a couple of surprises. Like I'm, I'm expecting playable footage of Metroid Prime Four, uh, mm-hmm. uh, some kind of announcement on that Fire Emblem game that they promised and we're never getting, or that they, they promised existed last <laughs> year and that's coming out this year, but they haven't said a word about it since. Um, I'm hoping that rumored Animal Crossing is legitimate, and that would be mm-hmm. a killer. Yeah, and then I'm hoping that Tokyo Mirage Sessions gets ported so I can play it again. Yeah, I think for myself, Spider-Man is a big one. Actually, I got a... Uh, there was some decent deals this week. PlayStation's got their Days of Play sales on. Um, so I upgraded to a PS4 Pro. Michaela barely put up a fight, which was really interesting. Until Usually you got it's, it home. Yeah. Oh, that... I'll talk about it on like a main show sometime, but the setup process for that was the fucking worst experience ever. I don't even want to talk about it. I'm triggered now. Uh, <laughs> Spider-Man looks great, though. Um, I don't know what else I want. From Sony, Last of Us. Oh shit! Yeah, Last of Us Two. 
I mean, we're going to see stuff from like Days Gone, which they just announced a release date for. I feel like Days Gone feels like a, it's like a, 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 it looks good, but it looks like a holdover until like Last of Us 2 is ready. Like it's just that post-apocalyptic America, like different characters and stuff, of course, though. But um, I feel like tonally it feels kind of similar, which I'm into because I love, you know, as, as you guys talked about, like I think that uh, Last of Us was a masterpiece. Josh, you disagree, which is fine. But uh, uh, Last of Us 2, it's going to be good. Um, yeah, Spider-Man, though, I think, is number one. Spider-Man looks phenomenal. Um, yeah, absolutely. And there's not... I don't think there's a better developer for it. It's been a long time since we've seen a good Spider-Man game. Um, I still played and loved the the amazing Spider-Man 2 game that came out and pretended it was great. <laughs> but I know that it wasn't. Um yeah, other than that, what else is tomorrow? I feel like I'm forgetting that. Square Enix, I don't know what I want from them. Last of, I mean, Last of Us, shit. <laughs> I went to that too many times. Um, I meant to say Life is Strange, too. Oh, maybe. Oh, I wonder. Oh, my God. Maybe just get like a little cinematic teaser. Yeah, I like mean. Maybe more Kingdom Hearts footage. Just to have maybe more. Yeah. Um, we'll probably see more Kingdom Hearts footage. But to, yeah, because to tease, like, this is the first step in the Life is Strange 2 universe with Captain uh, Spirit. Um, We'll probably get some gameplay. It's got to it's got to follow up closely after that. I feel like. I would say so. Although, how big is Donut? Because they must have been working on Vampire until like two weeks ago. I don't know how big that. I don't know how big they are. Um, sure. Life is Strange Two, hype, most hype game of the show for me. What's next? What's else? Uh, yeah, for me, uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully the Avengers project being mm-hmm. announced or getting some gameplay or cinematics for the Square Enix. Getting some. Get some. Apparently it's coming. Um, I don't think there's anything else for Square. Uh, maybe some more Final Fantasy VII stuff. That'd be cool, I guess. Uh, Ubisoft, I'd really like to see uh, Splinter Cell, please. Ooh. Um, Beyond Good and Evil. Yeah, yeah Beyond Good and Evil 2, definitely. Yeah. Yep. I still can't believe that exists, but I'm happy it does. I mean, it doesn't exist yet. <laughs> Which could be said about most of the things we've seen. That's true. Um, and I think for Sony, the big one for me is uh, I want to get back on Kojima's Wild Ride. Yep, that's um, true. Hundred percent. I feel like it. Like, like that is. I'm so stoked on that game, but I feel like I'm not. I don't get excited for the trailers for it because it's just like, what the fuck does this mean? This is just that's infuriating. Yeah, yep. yeah. Hey, that goes the same as what I said about We Happy Few earlier. Like, mm. I have almost no interest in Death Stranding at this point, mostly because in the last two years we've seen Norman Reedus his fetus and then we saw <laughs> a more of a norman reedus like doing nothing and it's like you know i mean if i want to see years, I doing more, nothing i could just watch the walking dead i need more than that like it's like after a while i just lose interest especially when it's just like hey we saw guillermo del toro in the last trailer too didn't we yeah and mads yeah yeah, yeah. so but it's like you know we still don't even know what the game plays like <laughs> it's been two years mm-hmm. so it's like maybe there is none yeah it's, it's just cinematics it's just cinematics all those cinematics that were missing from Metal Gear Solid Five are in this game instead. So basically, Metal Gear Solid Four then. Make a full game. Yeah. Oh, yes. I'll take it. Sure, I'll take the shit out of that. <laughs> uh, and then there's uh, Ghost of Tsushima, the uh, mm-hmm. Insomniac Sucker Punch. One of those. guys. The one that's not Insomniac. Yeah. The one that's yes. not making Spider-Man. <laughs> the not Spider-Man studio. Yeah. That's the uh, the feudal Japan samurai game. Right. Yeah, that looks pretty awesome. Looks gorgeous and doesn't have any mysticism, as far as I know. Mm-hmm. It's actually like historically accurate without giant enemy crabs mm-hmm. yeah that looks cool too i'm really excited too we're going to sony sony's doing that like playstation experience thing where they're doing 
Um, they're showing off the press conference with some extras in a bunch of theaters across North America. Um, Jake scored us tickets to, uh, <laughs> we got in the, he got in the roulette for tickets a little bit early and scored us tickets to the, uh, presentation, the one that's in British Columbia. Was the was there more than one in Canada? I think there were a couple like on the East Coast, in, like Ontario, yeah. Montreal. So one of the very few showings in Canada, I got tickets to that. So we're gonna be hitting up that at uh, our local movie theater tomorrow night, uh, which would be neat. And I mean, then that's it for press conferences. After that, mm-hmm. um, just sales. Then Buy just the sales. Just pre-order all the things. Hope they're good. Hope they're good. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, wow. This is like. I was like, we're going to talk for 40 minutes about the weather we've seen so far. It turned into an hour and 40 minutes. I know. The moment I looked at that, that Microsoft press conference page, that's like just a list of titles. Yeah. That was a lot of, that's a lot of games though. That was, Jesus. yeah. And one after the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Metro Exodus. Yep. Uh, we didn't talk about that. That looked really good. Uh, those games just bleed atmosphere and that is my, either I like things with like so much atmosphere that it's almost too much. Uh, and I like teenage girl dramas. That is, those are my like. Two number one, two two number one genres, like Life is Strange and Fallout. Put those two together. I mean, they're not that and... far off from each other. Let's be honest. Like the way That's the way that honest. Life is Strange ended, or could That's have true. ended if you were a monster. Is there anything depending on the end? Yeah, depending on the ending that you choose. Is wait, wait. If you were a monster, the way it could have ended if you were a monster. Yeah. What do you yeah. mean? What do you mean? What do I mean? Like, you, did what? you choose Bay or did you choose? I chose Bay. Bay. Oh my god, how could you? How could you? Which bay are we talking? Wait, what? Did you choose the town over the, over yeah. Chloe? Oh my god. You monster. You are a monster. Yeah, she she was marked for death way before the cape. She she deserved to die <laughs> with how clumsy she was. Like as soon as she accidentally shot herself with a ricocheting bullet, I'm like, "All right. This isn't even worth my time." <laughs> and I have unlimited time. The first opportunity I have, she's out. Yeah. It's like this is a, Yeah, so yeah. Well, that's it. That's it for this episode of the Geekscape Games podcast. Um, we'll be back in a couple of days with the breakdown of the rest of the press conferences. And then E3 really begins, and we're going to see a lot of gameplay, I think. Um, it's always interesting because tons of news that doesn't get announced here always trickles out through that period of time. So um, it's always a super exciting week anyways, and I will be following it along from my couch. Um, I I am at Granamelt, uh on Twitter. I'm Captain K17 across gaming platforms. Josh, where can we find you? Uh, I'm at Inu Joshua across all gaming platforms and social media, and it's come up a couple times the last week. And yes, that is a play off of Inu Yasha for like I think for like the fifth time. <laughs> I saw it. Was that on Facebook or Twitter or something? And I was like, I was like, how is that not obvious? Didn't Shane ask that like 200 episodes? Yes, or 200 episodes of the show and in, and then like, I mean like 70, and that's not counting like the years we had already known each other beforehand. <laughs> So, <laughs> uh, yeah, Jake. Uh, I'm Jake, and you can find me on my couch. Uh, maybe if I come back next time, uh, you'll get some Twitter information. <laughs> He's not there yet. We're not. We're not there yet in our relationship. Yeah. Well, that's it. Thanks, guys. Thanks right. for listening. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Sick ass controller to get
getting me psyched for release dates to come, making all of my wishes come true. Believe it or not, I'm watching E3. I never thought I'd get in so easily. Watching all day in my beautiful chair. Never 